listening to Vet Candy. Hi, this is Dr. Jessica Turner, and you are listening to Living Well with Dr. Jessica, your one stop for all things health and wellness, not just what to eat or how to move, but everything in between. I needed this call so bad. (laughs) I'm so excited about it because we have a return guest. It's not often that we do, but I knew last time in the middle of our recording that we were just going to have to have Brad back because there was just too much ground to cover, and he's so much fun. Like We've literally been cracking up the whole time getting ready for this. I'm just pumped to share him with you again. Um, In case you don't know who Brad is, we have Brad Bizjak. He is a personal development expert, mindset strategist, and coach international inspirational speaker and podcast host. He is the CEO to a multiple seven-figure coaching business with over nine years of experience. His mission is to help people come alive to their limitless possibilities while arriving at their own unique vision of success. Brad, welcome back. Super excited to be here. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to add value to your listeners. Me too. So for those that may have not tuned into our previous recording, which I highly recommend doing if you haven't, uh, why don't you share a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So just like I think everyone does, I started off my journey with a whole lot of limiting beliefs and fears and doubts, things like I'm not good enough. A lot of things about money were coming up. Money fears about, you know, money is hard to make. And once you have it, it disappears instantly. And if you don't have a lot of it, you can't be happy. And I came out of college, $92,000 in debt. And my income wasn't covering what I needed to live. There was always too much month at the end of the money. At that stage of my life, I just wanted to be debt free. That's what I really wanted. I wanted financial freedom. That's what I thought would solve all my problems at that stage of my life. But if I'm being totally honest, what I really wanted was to be the breaking point of mediocrity in my family history. I wanted to outrun my past. I wanted to feel like I had something to sprint towards instead of something that I was sprinting away from. And I found online business. That was my vehicle. And the challenge was I did everything I was supposed to do by the book, but nothing seemed to work. And I would start to get in my head, is success not possible for me? I started to fall out of love with what I was doing and I started started to resent it. It felt like a chore. And I would see these other people that were successful and I would take their success to mean my failure. And I would find myself in these depressed states on the couch, feeling sorry for myself, binge eating microwave nachos, watching friends reruns. And it was just this really low point. And my mentor told me, Brad, you need a mindset coach because what you're doing right now, it's not working. If you want to change, you got to fix what's going on up here. But I was $92,000 in debt. I couldn't afford one. So I remember she said, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I maxed out my very last credit card. I hired a coach. And on our very first call, she said something that changed my life forever. I was telling her all the same things. I'm doing the right stuff. I'm listening to the podcast. I'm reading the books. Why isn't it happening for me, but it's working for everyone else? And she said, Brad, you're so attached to success that you're missing the whole point. You're under the impression that where you are right now is wrong and you shouldn't be here. She said, business, success, and money is never going to make you happy. It's rewiring your mind for success. That's what's going to create it. If you want to succeed, you need to focus on the inner game. And so I went all in on doing that. And I bought a ticket to a mindset conference because I figured what I'm doing right now, it's not working. There's, I got to do something. I bought the hotel, the plane, all that stuff, and the conference tickets. And the month before the conference, 
I got fired from my job. Now I'm $92,000 in debt, no income, no savings. And I remember landing in San Diego and I went to the grocery store to buy peanut butter and jelly because I couldn't afford eating out at the time. And I went back to the hotel room, checked my bank balance like I did a hundred times a day at that point. And I had overdrafted my bank account on peanut butter and jelly. I walked into that conference, tail between my legs. And the topic that day was all about rewiring your mind, all about changing the toxic thought patterns and limiting beliefs, hiding in your mental blind spots. And from what I learned that day, it's led to a business serving tens of thousands of people all over the world. It's created financial freedom for us. And now we have a little girl at home and I don't have to miss any memories with her. It changed my life. And I discovered that rewiring your mind is the key to the success and fulfillment you want. So that's a little bit of a backstory. That's a spark notes, but I hope that your listeners found value. We'll be right back with more vet candy. What if you could discover how six-figure high performers achieve their goals so much faster than all their peers with far less stress and without sacrificing precious memories away from their families? These high performers aren't working harder or doing more personal development. It's that their mind is wired differently. And until your mind is wired, like a six-figure high performer, it'll be very hard to create the success that you deserve. I believe that rewiring your mind is the only way to create lasting success and fulfillment. That means unlearning what you've been taught your entire life about what it means to be successful. And in order to do that, you need to uncover the limiting beliefs and toxic thought patterns that are hiding in your mental blind spots, which is exactly why I created a completely free five-day mindset challenge called the Success Accelerator. This program has served over 40,000 people from all over the world. The program very rarely opens up and we start on Monday, October 23rd in a private group. It's your turn to finally break the chains of mediocrity and create the life on your terms that you've been craving for so long. This challenge is completely free. So head to www.bradbizjack.com forward slash success accelerator to sign up right now. Yeah, I found value in it. I feel like it was, you know, different enough from what I already knew about you. But man, there are so many points in your story that I was like, yep, I've been there. We could relate to that, you know, like the dead and and not being able to imagine investing in anything else because we come out of school with so much debt and it's like crazy stupid now versus 14 years ago, whenever I got out of school. Um, and then just the, you're doing all the right things. You know, the reason that Brad and I got connected was my own online business roughly like five years ago. And I was in that spot that he was talking about doing all the right things, starting to question if, if success, you know, part of my story, watching all these other people that a lot of them were my friends and I wanted so desperately to be happy for them. But part of me really wasn't because, you know, I was jealous and I just didn't understand what I was doing wrong. And that's how I was first introduced to Brad and purchased his first course that made a huge difference in my life. But the crazy thing, so it's been almost a year since we had you on the show. And I was still in a season where I was sitting at home, honestly, not doing much work because I was enjoying my newborn. But I was not very in the trenches of the veterinary profession, let's say. I still did work, you know, through Vet Candy and I worked with a lot of veterinarians on their own wellness, but I wasn't in that practice setting that I stepped away from 
seven years ago, because another thing you said, you lost the passion, you lost the joy. It was more of like a chore. You dreaded it. That's where I was. I mean, I'd wake up and I was like, how did I get here? You know, we go to school, spend so much money, so much of our lives and not just the years spent, but like you literally have no life (laughs) when you're in vet school. So you sacrifice so much. And here I was five, six years out, miserable. And I'm like, this is not good. Like I'm barely in my thirties. And if this is like what I'm looking at for the rest of my life, that's pretty depressing. And so I too was, you know, finding myself in these depressive states. And honestly, part of it is there was a lot of shame and guilt associated with it. You have family that's looking to you and relying on you to walk out this profession that you spent so much time and energy in. I know whenever I made the decision, I think I need to take a break. I need to step away. A lot of people were very confused. You know, we're seen as this profession that it's so respected and so fun and we get to play with puppies and kittens all day. And I think part of the problem is so many of our stories we decided at a very young age that we wanted to be a veterinarian. And I think we go in it with a childlike perception of what a veterinarian is. And honestly, that's not part of my story, but I know it's the majority. And so whenever we step into the battlefield of vet med, it's like, what the hell? Like, this isn't anything that I expected. And so that's such a big part of why I wanted you on the show I've done enough of your courses and worked with you that now that I'm back in the trenches because I'm about to be full force covering someone from maternity leave, and honestly, I'm scared to death. (laughs) I've been doing a day here and there, but she's about to have the baby like next week. So I'm about to be there all the time. But just the few days I've been there, there's such a huge difference in who I am now versus who I was then because of the work I've done mainly from you. And I'll throw it out there, counseling as well, years of counseling, (laughs) but it goes hand in hand. And not everybody can find a counselor that fits with them. Or, you know, maybe they're just afraid of like taking that leap and like being so vulnerable with someone else. And I feel like your work is so closely related to the work that I did in that area. And it made such a tremendous difference that while I might be scared going into this new season, I feel like I'm so like better equipped than I was back then. Thanks to you. Ooh, that's amazing. And if it's okay with you, I, I think there's a way that in this episode, we can help the vets that are listening, come back to that childlike feeling, even if they've been burnt out. Yeah, absolutely. Take us there. So you said the word, like we come up with this idea of being a vet when we're a kid, right? It's this childlike excitement. And my calling to everyone listening is that that doesn't have to go away. And in fact, if you bring that to what you do, and this is where everyone's saying, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. There's all this that goes on. And you're right. I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm not a vet. I I haven't been in that situation, but I have worked with 50,000 people from all over the world. And I've recognized some patterns of burnout. I've recognized some patterns. I would have to be an idiot at this stage and not recognize patterns. An idiot at this stage, I could still recognize patterns. So bringing a childlike excitement to what you do is still possible. So let's talk about first, what is burnout? And then talking about where does the suffering come from? And then how do we change that with what I like to call the formula for happiness? There's actually an equation 
where you can be happy regardless of what's going on. Would you like to know what that is? I'll tell you. It's pretty cool. But if we think about what burnout is, burnout is 100% a choice. And if you're listening to this, you probably want to punch me in the face for saying that. This is what they call polarizing content. It draws people and they're like, where the heck is he going with this? But burnout is a choice. Why? Burnout only happens when you've lost two things. Number one, it happens when you've lost your sense of contribution. And number two is when you are consistently low energy. That is when burnout exists. And I've seen this in, you name the industry, I have seen this. When you've lost your sense of heart and passion and purpose for what you're doing, and when you bring a lower energy state to what you're doing. And let's use an example outside of veterinary, just for an example. If you think about two people that are deeply in love, right, and they have low energy, how's that marriage going to be? <laughs> it's going to be brutal, right? Two people deeply in love with just kind of blah energy, just kind of mediocre. How's the marriage going to be? Blah, right? <laughs> mediocre. But two people deeply in love with aliveness and excitement and passionate energy, the marriage is going to be outstanding. It's going to be incredible because the energy that you bring to whatever you do determines the results you get from it. And so if we think about where suffering comes from, and let's define what suffering is. Suffering is a consistent negative emotional state over time right? That's suffering, where you're consistently experiencing uncomfortable emotions like anxiety, overwhelm, panic, worry, anger, whatever it is, right? That's suffering, a suffering state. Well, suffering comes from expectation. Expectation is the root of all suffering. What do I mean by that? Expectation that it, sh that it should be different. And so I discovered a long time ago, I was working with people and trying to help them overcome challenges. And I recognized a pattern have you ever noticed this? Like happy people tend to find something to get happy about and angry people tend to find something to get angry about and overwhelmed people tend to find something to get overwhelmed about and pissed off people tend to find something to get pissed off about. It's their, it's their emotional home, right? And so what's interesting about emotions is that everyone has an emotional state they gravitate towards. And if there is an emotional state in your industry that is commonplace, we tend to think that that's where we have to go to. And even if it's uncomfortable, we'll go there because it's what's known, it's what's common. And this thing, I'm pointing to my head, this thing, your brain is a survival mechanism. Its job is not to make you happy. Its job is to make sure you stay alive. Its job is to make sure and protect you from threats. So at any moment in time, it's looking for what could go wrong. It's looking for uncertainty to look out for. Well, uncomfortable, disempowering emotions, if you know them, if it's where you live consistently, you are certain about how to deal with them. That might be complaining, that might be frustration, that might be burnout, that might be whatever it is, right? But you have a certain way of dealing with these uncomfortable emotions. So even though it's painful, it's certain. And that's why the brain goes back there. The human mind would rather be certain and in pain than uncertain and growing. By the way, write this down if you're listening. To the degree in which you can handle uncertainty is the degree in which you will be successful and happy in your life. To the degree in which you are able to handle uncertainty is the degree in which you're able to be successful and happy in life. And so we all have an emotional home we go back to. And I want you, everyone here to think about what emotion do you tend to live with when it comes to your veterinary work? Is it exhaustion? Is it burnout? Is it overwhelm? Is it anxiety? Pick one. What's your favorite flavor of suffering? And ask yourself, how often do you tend to go there? How often do you tend to live in that state? This is, and one of the main ones that keeps coming up for a lot of people, and we talked about this before the podcast, is this feeling of guilt. 
And that might come up when it comes to feeling guilty for working because you're not present with your family and you bring that home. And then when you're with your family, you feel guilty because you're not working because you're not bringing in more clients or whatever it is. And so that could be a disempowering emotion. If that's your emotional home and what you go back to, it's what you know. So even though you don't like it, you go back to your house if it's messy, right? Well, it's time we do some renovations. So think of your emotions. Like most people will be in a, a thermometer for their experience, for their environment. Meaning when things are up and down, their emotions follow that up and down nature. My encouragement to you is to become a thermostat. Now, what does that mean? I'll kind of come back into this formula for happiness in just a second. A thermostat, let's say it's set to 65 degrees, a little chilly, right? But let's say it's set to 65 degrees. Let's say that's guilt, right? Or overwhelm or whatever it is. Well, here's the thing. Even if life gets really cold, meaning depressing, deeply anxious, whatever it is, the temperature drops down to 35 degrees, you'll feel those emotions, but the furnace will kick on and it will return you back to your thermostat setting of 65, guilt, right? Or overwhelm or whatever your favorite flavor of suffering is. So you'll go down there, but you'll always find yourself back in a place that you know. But let's say that things start going well. Let's say that there's an amazing opportunity. Let's say that you have a really like what you would call a good day and the temperature's at, let's say, 100, right? Which in this example is a good thing. What happens if the thermostat is set to 65? The AC kicks on. Can't be that good. And it drops it back down to guilt. And it sabotages all these good feelings. And so this happens when expectation that it should be different arises in your life. So after working with all these people, I discovered that whenever someone's happy, it's because the way their life is matches their expectation of how it quote unquote should be. And think about an area of your life, Jessica, or think about anyone listening, think about an area of your life where you're really happy. It's because the way life is, is trending towards or matches your expectation. That's the formula for happiness. If you think about what unhappiness is, specifically regarding veterinary, unhappiness exists when the way life is does not match or is trending away from how you think it should be, your expectation. And then the formula for suffering is really simple. It's the same as happiness with a little ad. Formula for suffering, your life conditions, the way life is, doesn't match your expectations and you think there's nothing you can do about it which is total BS. So how do we change it? By the way, I can talk about how to change it, but what matters is that you are seeing yourself in this story, in this example. Everyone here has an area of their life where they're happy, an area of their life where they're suffering, an area of their life where they're unhappy until they know what I'm about to go through. Before I go through how to solve this, Jessica, does this make sense? And is there a direction you'd like me to take this when it comes to what the listeners could benefit from? We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hey, this is Dr. Julio Alonso, and I'm here to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy TV. You can learn all about how to take the best care of your pets. Stream at My Pet Candy 24-7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms. 
Oh, I mean, it it absolutely makes sense. Um, whenever I first heard you explain this in, you know, one of the courses that I have from you, it was just like light bulbs going off everywhere. It's so like, duh. But it's not until someone really breaks it down like you do. And then when you get to suffering, it's that loss of hope. And I think that's what's so prevalent within our profession. And man, when you were talking about like, if what you're hearing and seeing within the profession as a whole is burnout and compassion fatigue and, you know, the high suicide rates, like, how are we not going to subconsciously like be depositing that in and, you know, having it affect us? And it's like, while I know that it hits differently when someone from the outside kind of paints this picture of like what's going on. And then the thermostat example is just genius. And I can relate to everything you're saying. And I think I think our listeners can, too what you're about to go into as to what we can do about it is going to really change some people's lives. So how do we solve this? If you're in this place of suffering, it seems like you said, Jessica, there's no hope. It feels like there's, there's no way out, right? That's what suffering feels like. But I'm telling you, and I've seen you name the situation. I've seen it. And people can get out of it. But if we think about what where suffering comes from, it's expectation. But let me put this, this in a little bit more bold and direct, in a direct way that maybe will make people want to punch me in the face a little bit more. And, and that is, suffering is you obsessing over you. You have lost your focus on contribution and love, and your only focus is what you're getting from your life. And I promise you this, what you get in life will not make you happy. It's what you give in your life that makes you happy. That's where fulfillment comes from, what you give. How do we actually get out of suffering? Well, there's three ways people want to get out of it or try to get out of it. And very few people actually do the way that works. Most people do the ways that don't work and then it just continues suffering. The first way that most people try to get out is through blame. And blame is so sexy. It's so sexy. Why? Because it gives you a way out of taking 100% responsibility for your life. Your life, everything in your life is 100% your responsibility. Everything, even the parts of your life that are not your fault. Now that makes people want to punch me in the face even more, right? We'll title this episode, Punching Brad in the Face. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But seriously, you are responsible for every single part of your life. Now, what does that mean? responsibility means the ability to respond. It's not saying it's my fault. It's saying I am responsible for how I look at this, what I believe about this and my energy towards this go forward. If we think about something like outside of veterinary, think about something like forgiving someone that hurt you. You are responsible for every single thing that person did to you. You are not to blame for it. Blame and responsibility are very different things, right? So when people blame, it's giving themselves a way out of taking responsibility. Blame focuses on the past and what went wrong. Responsibility accepts this is my current reality. Here's what I'm going to do about it in the future to live a better life. So I'm not condoning anything tragic that happened or anything painful that happened to you, right? I would never want that to happen to anybody. But life becomes more freeing when you take responsibility for it and you stop waiting for other people or situations to change before you change. And blame exists typically in the past, right? If we think about blame, people blame three things. Number one is they blame other people. It's this person's fault. It's they did this to me. 
And it's so sexy because you can't go back and get them to change it. So it gives you a safe way out of taking responsibility for a trauma in your life. If we blame someone else, it's almost like we're saying they need to make things right before we are happy. Now that doesn't make sense because what is the likelihood that they are going to make things right? Virtually zero, virtually zero. So you're suspending happiness for something that's very unlikely to happen. The second thing that we blame are events, events in our life. And that's really sexy to blame too, because they can't come back and bite you in the ass and tell you you're wrong, right? It can't happen that way, right? So it's really sexy to blame events. But what's really common is blaming yourself. And this is where guilt comes in. Guilt happens when you blame yourself. Blaming yourself meets your need for personal significance. It makes you feel important to have a sob story about why things can't change. It makes you feel important to have a harder problem than everyone else. In fact, everyone needs to feel significant. Some people in your space will feel significant by seeing all of the incredible animals and families they've helped. Some people and most people will meet the need for significance by having more significant problems than everyone else. We all need that feeling of significance, but how you meet it matters most. And so if we blame ourselves, that's just asking for guilt. And it does not solve a problem because no matter how much blame you find in a situation or a person, including yourself, it doesn't change you. And if you don't change you, you can't change anything around you. And so this is where 98% of people tend to live. They tend to live in blame and they wonder why their life never changes. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to leave you in the negative. I'm going to take you to how to actually solve this. The second strategy for how to get out of unhappiness and suffering is changing the way life is, right? Because if, let's use the equation of happiness equals life conditions equals our expectations, right? The way life is equals expectations. So LC equals E. Well, you could change your, your life conditions. Well, what's the likelihood that if you set out to change your life conditions, everything is going to match your expectation instantly? It's not going to happen. Now, you can change your life conditions over time to meet your expectations, but if you are suspending happiness until life changes, then you're unlikely to ever maintain happiness long term because changing your life is a gradual process, a tedious process that lasts a long time, right? So that typically doesn't work, but there's a third way. And this is a far more empowering way. And this is the way that I do every single day of my life. If I want to maintain happiness, people look at me all the time like I'm crazy for being this bubbly and goofy and happy consistently, but it's because of what I'm about to tell you. The third way to go from suffering or unhappiness to happiness is to change your expectations. Change your expectations. Elevate them to a better place. And what if instead of expectation, you chose appreciation? My favorite quote of all time, this guides my life is when you trade your expectations for appreciations, you have a whole new life instantly. When you see what used to be painful, things from my childhood, emotional trauma, like all sorts of really tough stuff, and I started seeing it as a gift in my life. I started thanking my past instead of blaming my past. That's where life really started to explode. And so now, whenever things are out of alignment with my expectation, I ask myself a question. What can I appreciate about this? How can I grow from this? What can I learn from this? How is this making me better? And when you shift just that subtle change to seeing the beauty in pain, that is where your life dramatically changes. And why do I say beauty in pain? Because pain is the pathway to emotional freedom. Sounds positive. Pain is the pathway to emotional freedom. Life's lessons, and I'll stop this monologue in just a second, but life's lessons get louder and louder and louder until you listen to them. 
And I have a belief that life is always rigged in your favor. In fact, if you take a look at all the people that believe that, they're the ones that are living happy lives. So life is rigged in your favor and life's lessons will get louder and louder until you listen. They'll start off really small and then they'll intensify. But one thing that really changed my life was realizing that all the challenges of my life should absolutely happen. Your greatest challenge is thinking you shouldn't have challenges. If we start seeing challenges as gifts and realizing that all of these problems we're facing are secretly gifts that cause us to grow that are wrapped in a gift wrap of pain so that we actually pay attention to them because we wouldn't pay attention to them or give as much weight to them if they were pleasurable. They're wrapped in pain so that we pay attention and we thank them for being an amazing gift in our life. That's when life starts to change. So if you really want to change your life, start seeing your problems as gifts and trade your expectations of how it should be for appreciations of how it is. And then you'll be in the state to be able to change your life conditions because you'll be seeing it from an empowering lens. Absolutely. And I know, you know, people might be listening and just like mind blown, but like in a good and a bad way, because it could be overwhelming, you know, the truth has been revealed. And now I can't just like sit here and keep sitting in these, you know, kind of these lies, unless, you know, you really aren't serious about getting out of where you're at. But I don't think anybody's in that boat. But I could vouch for the hard work being so worth it. When you were talking about running away, not running away, changing your situation, in my mind, whenever I got out of VetMed, that was my only option. I have to change this and that means getting out of practice. That's the only way I'm gonna, you know, get back to being in a state that is positive and good for me overall. And that was a long process. You can't just quit your job. But there's a lot of people that are in that situation and they're like, I would never be able to leave practice. I physically can't do it financially. I'm the breadwinner, whatever it is. And so those are the people that I really feel are just like, totally hopeless. Like this is the rest of my life. I don't have another option. I can't get out of this. So it is what it is. And I really hope that after listening to this discussion that you're no longer in that situation and you could see that there is hope there. But I know we need to wrap up as much as I I hate to, but I want to give everybody a chance to connect with you, be able to take advantage of the incredible opportunity that you have going on um, very shortly that I could say is life-changing in itself because I've gone through it. But yeah, just take it away, Brad. I hope that this episode triggered you, but I don't just mean triggered you emotionally, triggered you into thinking differently, right? If you think about what a trigger is, a trigger is a piece of your heart that hasn't healed. It's all a trigger is. It's a piece of your heart that hasn't healed. And if you are willing to heal it, all of a sudden, life changes instantly. You want to change your life, heal your triggers. If you resonated with any of this and you're kind of like, ooh, that stings, that stings, ouch, ouch. And it's this kind of slap in the face. I hope you know my intent is pure and to serve you. Just logically understanding this is not going to be enough to change your life right? Because if you think about knowledge, that's like the equivalent of reading a book about swimming, right? It's one thing to understand logically the breaststroke. It's a whole new ballgame to get in the pool and do it, right? So there's a very big difference between knowledge and knowing. And so if you felt triggered by this, if you felt like, okay, that makes sense. How do I do this? Right around the corner, literally next week, we are starting the program that Jessica was talking about that changed her life. And it's completely free. 
It's something that will rewire your mind for the success that you really want and also away from the suffering and burnout that you might be currently experiencing. It's called the success accelerator. And in those five days, you're going to discover how did these people that seem to not only succeed beyond standard norms, but also have incredible qualities of life, like incredible emotional quality of life, how the heck do they do that? How is that possible? Because you might see these people that are crushing it and they just seem like freaks of nature. Well, there's a strategy to that. There's actually a way to do it. And in these five days, we are going to not only recreate your definition of success, because a lot of people don't realize they are chasing after a success story that they don't even want. And we're going to help you identify not only what it is that you truly want out of your life, but then identify and break any sort of limiting belief or toxic thought pattern that's getting in the way of you living that way. And in five days, you will come out of it with a completely rewired mind feeling fully alive. I have seen people that are going through the circles of hell come out feeling in five days completely transformed. So if you felt any part of this, whether it's, okay, I need a refresher on how to do that, or you're in a place where you're suffering, you're completely burnt out, you're exhausted, you're living with guilt, you're not present with your family, you want to fall back in love with what you're doing, or you want to identify how you're meant to serve in this world, this program is for you. In five days, you're going to discover the greatest limiting beliefs of your life. And not only what those limiting beliefs are, but how to break them and how to replace them with empowering beliefs that are reverse engineered from the dreams that you want. So this is totally free. We start on October 23rd, bright and early next week, right in the morning. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to see thousands of people from all over the world and so many different walks of life transforming. And so I know Jessica's been through the program, I think a couple of times. It's life changing. So make sure you register. Um, Jessica has the link for you to enroll and uh, it will transform the quality of your life. That's my promise to you. In literally five days, you will come out a completely different person, a happier person, and feeling so much more successful than you've ever felt. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Vet Candy makes learning fun with the most exciting experts on the planet. Become a Vet Candy member for exclusive access to our library of more than 100 studio qualities and race-approved videos taped in 4K. Say hello to streaming and goodbye to boring webinars with us. Plus, members can connect with specialists and licensed mental health care experts on our forums and get answers to your burning questions with our knowledge database. You can even create a custom learning plan, keep track of your progress, and track your CE credits all in one spot. Your personalized learning journey starts with us. What are you waiting for? Sign up today at myvetcandy.com. Absolutely. I want to share real quick because I know so many of our listeners are probably thinking, when am I even going to do that? I signed up last, it was last October, and my son was, I don't know, four four months old, four or five months old, maybe. And so I was still very much in like the newborn stage. And I remember thinking, there's no way I'm going to make every day, you know, these lives. I'm not going to be able to do the work. But if I just have Brad playing in the background, because I've, I've gone through Brad's courses and I, I know his energy and I know the impact that he has, I was like, that alone is a win. And so that's what I did. I maybe listened to two out of the five lives, but I mean, it was like somebody lit a fire under me. It's just the ability that you have to 
just communicate with people and and give like tangible solutions. Yes, all the love. It's really incredible. And as someone that's been working with you at least five years, six years, I don't know when I bought your first course, I could definitely vouch for the difference that you've made in my life. And so I really hope to see a lot of our listeners in there. I will be in there. Hopefully I'll be able to do more than I was able to do last fall. This is why we had to have you back on. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have you back on a third time. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to share real quick Instagram handle or anything like that so people could follow you that way? Just on the gram at Brad Bizjack is where you can find me there. Um, But the most impactful way for you to transform the quality of your life would be that free five-day challenge, the Success Accelerator. Um, so you can find me on the interwebs all over the place, but I would I would start there. That's the best place to hit the ground running and make these changes fast. And then it's like getting a front row seat with you. It's a huge group, but it's intimate at the same time. It's it's really incredible being plugged in with other people that are just ready to make some change. Thank you so much for coming back on and being so flexible. You guys, this is our second attempt. Brad is all, I mean, like every time I get a text from him about having to change something, he has me laughing like okie dokie artichoke. I'm like, who says that? (laughs) But I love it. Uh, Everybody needs a Brad in their lives. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in today. And we hope to see you in that, that challenge next week. And until next time, this is Dr. Jessica with Living Well. Bye. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.